everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Swapping Joysticks, a Game Awards special. Mm. Um, we have just watched the Game Awards, which literally finished about 20 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. It is half four in the morning. <sighs> it is, yes. It's, it's even after half past <laughs> four in the morning. And yeah, we, so but we wanted to talk about this, and this is our... This was what was meant to be our first ever official, you know, emergency podcast. But then the GTA 5 trailer came out at like midnight. And so we went and did that instead. Um, that was the first one. But yeah, we, we're we going to do it like when there's something big, 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 like the Game Awards or Summer Games Fest or whatever, you know, something like that. We, we've, I think it's fair that we we'll do jump this. In. Yeah, I want to jump in and in. chat about it. And th so thanks to everybody that tuned into the GTA ones and previous ones. Um, and yeah, we're going to go and be talking about, uh, well, one second, I will be... I'm going to have to pause it for one second. There we go. Sorry, there was a bit hanging out of the camera. I had to make sure it didn't crash. Um, but yeah, I'm Ben Oswick. I am a streamer, YouTuber, YouTube and uh, Twitch partner. Sounds better. Let's go with that. And I'm joined by Eurogamer's very own... Ed Nightingale. There we go. I like thought a... you were going to say my no, name. No, no, you're like a Pokemon. You have to say your own name. Oh, and okay. Yeah, we've been watching the game. Do you choose gonna... me? Mm, I'll stick you on balls. Uh... Wow. Anyway, yeah, but also, by the way, anybody for the Discord, in the Discord community who has been, who has written what they've been playing, we will include that right at the end. Uh, but we're going to go straight in and talk about what we've seen, what's happened, what's been announced, what winners there are, and what obviously our favourite things are and what we hated. Um, yes, yes. So we, we're going to be looking at the screen a fair bit because we've forgotten pretty much everything that happened um, because, you know, we've reached that age. So we're going to go and start... I'm going to start with something well, that I'm a bit disappointed with. Well, should we just sort of give a, a quick okay, yeah. overall sort of view of it? Because I think there was there was a lot of good stuff in it. There was, for me, actually, I sort of knew a few things or had heard rumours. Yeah. Like, we get stuff under embargo in advance. Um, so I sort of heard a few things. Um, but I feel generally it was a very good show. It's just... And and there were some improvements in terms of there were women on the stage. Shock horror. Women yeah. exist in this industry. I'm glad they did that. Um, um, which is good. There are there are two things that well, two things that could be could have been improved for me. Okay. Um one of them they had no control over, the other thing they did. Okay. First thing that they had no control over, every good looking game is coming out in twenty twenty five. And to me, that's years oh, and years away. That. I was like, literally everything is 2025, 2025. And I know when GTA came out, everyone was like, I can't believe that's coming out in 2025. And I'm like, if they'd released that trailer after the Game Awards, they'd be like, oh, another game for 2025, because everything's coming out in 2025 now. I mean, 2023 has been such a good year in terms of good games. Yeah. Maybe not for other things. Uh, in terms of good games, I do mm. feel like 2024 is going to be a massive lull. And that's then we it's going to peak again some... in 2025. 2024 is probably excites me a little bit more just because I know that my top 10, I, it wouldn't surprise me if my top 10 games for 2024 are games that I've never even heard of yet. Like, well, number one's going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I mean, it's going to be in there, but maybe I'll hate it. It's got a clear route for game of the year. It's all good. Mm, all good. We'll what was that. your other thing? Um, I mean, actually, there were two other things. Obviously, I would have loved it if, obviously, Jeff, being the son of two uh, IMAX executives, like loves the Hollywood style and loves kind mm. of being there with everybody. He's not going to mention the like the kind of record-breaking layoffs that have happened in the gaming industry. But not yeah. a single person who was presenting an award or won an award mentioned it, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, well, they didn't mention that, and they didn't mention anything about Palestine either and Israel. Yeah. And 
the thing is, is that they have to race through the awards so quickly and they're, they're playing music mm. to make sure people get, you know, get off the stage quickly. Yeah. There's not enough time to talk about any of that in a speech on top of thanking anyone. But it's because the whole thing is so rushed. Yeah. You know, even the awards themselves, most of them my, aren't even presented. That was my other thing was like, present them all. Yeah. Or if you're not going to present them all, have a literally like a one hour pre-show where you can get the ones that you're not going to. But I mean... I don't know. If you're nominated for a game award and you go there and everything, you don't want it to just be like, hey, yeah, you won, bye. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, it just seemed a bit random as well which ones weren't. Like, audio design was given an award, but actually the best, mu best music was just rushed through. And Yeah, like some some of the, I guess the bigger ones were, were announced as part of the show, but then something like Best RPG, which is like some of the best games of the year in that category. Yeah, that category, yeah. Um, and 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 that was just rushed through. But why was um, best the RPG? Camera's gone blurry. Oh, there we go. There you go. Uh, best RPG was, yeah, it's weird. That best RPG was rushed through, but best action game was not. No, that was also rushed through. I thought that's when Zelda A won. No, action went to um, action adventure is what you're thinking of. See, I don't even know. Um, but action went to Armored Core. Yes, it did. So yeah, I mean. It, the whole thing is is quite clearly a money making exercise for Jeff Keighley. Oh yeah, there was and, vaping commercials. Like what yeah, the hell? It's full of commercials. It's all about the trailers and not the awards. It's but it's been called like that, yeah. the Game Awards. I, it has always been like that, but I feel like this year was worse. Oh, I feel like I feel like it was worse before because it was just more blatant last time. Like it was really over the top, ridiculous. They used to have. I'm sure they had adverts or like they had music breaks in there for sneak energy or whatever obviously not sneak energy but like they had i think it was a lot more egregious before mm. and it was very Maybe. very much a in your face whereas this they try and put a little bit of classiness with it <laughs> classiness at the yeah. game awards. no I, I don't think the trailers were i think the yeah the adverts and stuff in there the the most over the top was i think the google dome you know the the vegas orb yes, whatever it's true. called that's sphere true. um and like having some mode but it was also like game related yeah there weren't were there any things apart from the vape i mean the vape commercial they still made that very video gamey i honestly didn't notice that but i was also busy writing so i yeah. probably missed it no there weren't that many trailer there weren't many like adverts for stuff that was totally different and bizarre and even like the ones for tv shows were for fallout yeah um so i yeah i mean it is pure adverts but I don't. I felt it was a bit more video game related this time. I think they're getting better. Okay. Okay. That's my opinion. Maybe. Well, Jeff doesn't really care about his own awards, so neither do we. We're not really going to talk about them. Although, but, I mean, Baldur's Gate three basically won most of the ones that it deserved to. I'm and yeah. I'm happy for that. I'm very happy. Yeah, because I thought Alan Wake was getting a bit of steam, and I'm. I've not played it. Maybe I would love it, but I don't think I would. Alan Wake won Best Direction. Which yeah. I do agree with. I think that I can understand why that won. It also won Best Narrative. And that's because it's a game about writing. So it just seems obvious. And actually it should have gone to Baldur's Gate, I think. What but. do you think about Ben Starr being snubbed? Well, he wasn't snubbed. He was nominated. But not getting that. Because I I would love to see. Because obviously uh, for Neil Newborn, who plays Astarian in uh, Baldur's Gate 3, won that. And he was choking up. And... I love Ben. Ben is a really, like, he's a good friend of ours. He's been on the podcast. He, you know, we would chat to him every now and again, whenever we see him in places. 
But if he was not going to win that, I can't think of anybody better. Yeah, that was like out, out of those nominated, it was absolutely Ben those. Starr versus the Baldur's Gate 3 I'd cast. I'd love to see the votes. Whoever from the cast oh. of Baldur's Gate 3 was nominated. Because mm. I think, yeah, um, oh, only Neil, one... Neil was nominated. But I think, like, that's, for me, from what I've seen and what I've played, Baldur's Gate 3 is very much an ensemble piece because all of the voice actors in that are incredible. That is and true. And it's really hard We've had to two just... on Swap and Joystick. Exactly. And it's really hard to just sort of pick one as an outstanding one. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that Neil won. I feel like that's more of a on behalf of everyone. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I would have loved Ben to have won it. I think mm. he absolutely deserved to have won it and des fully deserves his nomination. Um, but I'm glad that it went to Baldur's Gate um, or a Baldur's Gate actor instead of him. Wouldn't you know if they'll ever do anything like the Oscars where they have best actor and then best supporting actor? Because would Baldur's Gate have been a full set of supporting actors? Yes, I, I would have said that, yeah. And then Ben would have won leading actor. Yeah. I can imagine that. I can definitely see Ben as getting second place. But I wonder what the votes are like if it was just those two that got all the Maybe votes. We should, we should. Jeff, if you're listening... Do that next time. Best but, best performance and then best supporting, supporting. performance. Yeah, get, give yourself an extra... Well, actually, no, he doesn't care about more awards. He cares about more adverts. Yeah, that's true. Like three you hours. can extend it by an extra few minutes. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go into the games that were announced. We're going um, to go into the adverts. Yeah, now we're going to talk about <laughs> the adverts. I mean, game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3 won. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think yeah. I voted for Spider-Man, but I just got I knew Baldur's Gate was going to win it. So I, I actually something didn't different. vote in any of them. You didn't even vote for Ben Starr? Um, you're trying to say no, but you're trying to think how to say that so he doesn't get upset. No, I think I didn't vote. I actually just didn't vote for anything in the Game Awards at all. However, I will say that um, you nominated. Eurogamer was part of the nomination process. So I made sure that Ben Starr was nominated in that. Okay. So I did do my part there. You, you've got more of a say in that than you do in the one where millions yeah. vote. So. There you go. Okay, well, you're, we are not. I did push it. for that. Um, okay, so we're going to go into the things that were announced. Um, I've got to say, we, it's probably not something that we would really talk about that was uh, announced, but Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons is getting a remake. No, why? Why do we need a remake of a game that just came out a few years ago? Yeah, I, I mean, why is the main question, but equally, I haven't played this game, and so maybe I should now and play the remake. No, yeah, but I feel like... Oh, it actually launched in 2013, but I feel like the graphics and the style of that are... It's very stylistic. So it's a game that you could play these days and you'd be fine. It's Joseph Farris. I do wonder... Yeah, you play, you control two brothers at the same time with one controller. Mm -hmm. I do wonder if the remake allows you two people to play it maybe online or if there's a different way because obviously it takes two. Was it takes two? That wasn't on... Was that online? Did we play mm -hmm. that online, didn't yes, we? Yes, we played that online, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if they're going to add that and make it a little bit different. Maybe. Because otherwise I'm like, why are you making a remake of a game? Just make another game. Yeah, I've, I've heard Brothers is very good. So yeah. worth a go. But yeah. I'm just getting a little bit annoyed. I'm sure everyone else is. The number of remakes. Of remakes for things that came out in the last gen. I mean, there wasn't a massive difference between PS4 and PS5 yeah. in terms of steps of quality from like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 and that. So why? Yeah, it's it just... It's a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, Pony Island 2, I've no idea what that is. It's the creator of Inscription. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no. I think that's the one I was... If it's the, from the guy from... Yeah, what's his name again? The one that you uh, ignored? That, what? I know. No, who was the one that you ignored at uh, the Brit Awards or the BAFTAs? Let's not talk about that. 
Um, <laughs> no, you didn't ignore him. You just didn't recognize him. <laughs> shush. Um, anyway, the, yeah, no, this is the creator of Inscription. It looks very strange. I'm presuming there's a Pony Island one. Daniel Mullins. Yeah, I'm presuming there's Pony Island one. I've never played it. Never heard of it. I've. But this looks very weird. Yeah, I like something a bit weird, and I'll try it for a little bit. And I mean, Inscription, I think, is a game that we need to sit down and play. Yes. And just and then talk about I've it. I played it at games conventions, and it was fun. I heard it changes and, and things yeah. like that. No, what am I thinking of? I'm not thinking of Inscription. Was the was it Inscription? Yeah, it was Inscription. Yeah, because that one, that got like a 10 out of 10 in Edge, didn't it? Probably. Yeah. We'll, we'll close am I there. thinking of, which is the one that came out on Netflix? Is it Inscription? I have no idea about that. It is nearly 5 a.m. Yes. Uh, okay, next one. The Rise of the Golden Idol. Don't really care. No. Um, Usual June. Uh, that's the... New game from Finji. <gasps> Studio behind Night in the Woods and Tunic. Now, if you'd known that, you might have been a bit more. Well, no, I know who Finji is. Okay, I mean they're a publisher more than a yeah developer. Not a developer. I, th I think I might be wrong. Um, I don't really remember much of that. I'm sure it was great. Um, Harmonium the musical, and I heard like this is a musical game, and I was like, I'm immediately interested. And now it's actually about a deaf girl mm. who performs through musical numbers, which I'm presuming are maybe sort of in her imagination. Yeah. Um, it looks very sort of Disney Pixar-y kind of vibes um and quite sweet so that might be worth a go yeah it did seem a bit like that i'm not sure exactly if it's my my cup of tea but we will i think you'd hate it but yeah yeah uh so i'm trying to work out what that game was it's i don't think it was inscription i'm trying to think of um but it's i'm pretty sure it's on netflix um you can play it on there is that the, which is the one where you're looking at people at the people at the films that people immortality that's what i'm thinking of yes not inscription inscription is the Very card different. game that changes yes yeah. Okay, um, Windblown. Windblown. This is the creators of Dead Cells. Yes. Which both of us really enjoy, Dead Cells. Mm. Um, and this is more of a sort of... Um, Didn't show any gameplay. They did. It's a like 3D action kind of thing. Um, yeah. But it's sort of... Are they dinosaurs or monsters? Yeah, I thought it was like... Um, a with a sort of cartoony vibe. So quite different to Dead Cells, but I love the studio. Or yeah. I love, the, love that game. So yeah. I'm interested to see what that's... And then I got like, very, very excited because there's a game in, well, I don't know if it's a sequel or same universe or whatever. Follow a follow-up game to Thumper, Thrasher. Chiller. Thrasher, great Thumper name. and Thrasher. So this is a VR game, although it is coming to flat screens yeah. uh, later. I love that. As, as they call it. Um, and it's sort of, you have, from what I've read about it, you have a space worm that begins as a small worm um, and, it then it, and then it grows into a big beast and you use gesture controls to make it grow I'm presuming in time with the music uh, as with Thumper um, make it grow yeah so you use gestures and you make it grow um, and then you and thrash then it, it and then you thrash it and lovely mu music explodes out of it it looked good it looked really good it, it reminded me a little bit of Rez with Thumper because it looks like you're moving your head potentially maybe if you're using your head to kind of because there's snakes and you have to put the, they look like you have to put the reticle worm. through the through the worm. Because I don't know if you're controlling the worm or if you're going through it. It's gesture controlled, is what I read. Oh, okay. Rather than your head, is your head a gesture? Is nodding your head a gesture? Maybe. Mm. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that because Thumper was just Thumper's really cool. When you have you played it in VR? Yes. I just when you get in that game in VR and you're focused on it as well. It's like you know, you get the Tetris vibe of where you're just staring and everywhere you see is Tetris. 
it's like that, but you're just completely lost in it. And then you're like, yeah. whoa, was that five minutes? No, it was two hours. Um, then Dredge and Dave the Diver is having a unexpected crossover. Which I say it's unexpected. Dave the Diver is quite obvious, Xbox. really. Well, the thing is, <laughs> Dave the Diver's Xbox and Dredge is on Game Pass. So I'm, I don't know the developer behind Dredge. Are they owned by Xbox? What? Dave the Diver isn't Xbox. Isn't that why he... No. Oh, no, no, it's not Xbox. It's... Um... <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I, I, it's very, very late, but it's... No, he it's, was... It's owned by Tencent. That's the one. No, is it Tencent? Or it's some big studio. It's the Korean it came one out that's in... worth billions. Then it's not Tencent, because that's Chinese. Yes. Um, I can't remember exactly, but... Um, no, it, it was uh, it was just Steam mobile first. games. Now it's out on Switch. Yeah. Dave, well, Dave the Diver is... I'm trying to, the company that does it, it's the it's a Korean company that's got like billions. Um oh it's uh, Nexon. Okay, great. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they are Japanese. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's in Korean and Japanese. I don't know. It's okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter who they are. Dredge and Dave the Diver have a collaboration, so there's some horror stuff coming to Dave the Diver. Great. Move on. I'd like to play Dredge. Is any good? I'm sure it's great, but there's a lot to get through. There is, and um, the next game I'm very excited about. Yeah, so this is Exodus. It's a new sci-fi RPG. Oh, Dredge is Team 17, of course. Yeah. From um, sci-fi RPG from a new studio made up of former Bioware developers. Mm. Um, and it's sci-fi RPG, so it's definitely giving sort of Mass Effect kind of vibes. Um, and the studio is a subsidiary of Wizards of the Coast. Mm. which is definitely going to bring some RPG flavor as well, I imagine. Yeah. Um, this looked really cool. Yeah, and the main character is called The Traveler, so Destiny in there as well. Sure, <laughs> sure. But yeah, that's definitely worth looking out for. And then a big surprise, like God of War came, like they showed God of War and Kratos and were like, well, it can be a sequel because all I could see were people was them fighting. And I'm also, I don't know where the next God of War is. It's not going to be announced kind of half an hour into the Game Awards, is it? That's going no, to be a that, huge that's announcement. That's a big end of you know, one more thing, boom, boom, boom at the very end. And probably in and like even then it will be a time. PlayStation yeah. showcase. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everyone was like, oh, hang on, is this DLC? And it was interesting because I wrote a story on this and when I looked, like literally a year ago, they said no plans for DLC. And clearly mm. they've changed their mind. Um, it's a... Um, it is a roguelike mode um, and it's called Valhalla. Valhalla. Well, they pronounce it in where presumably this is Kratos going through Valhalla and it's roguelike. So what I have read is that it's on the PlayStation blog um, is that this is an epilogue to the game. So spoiler warning for the end of Ragnarok. You finished, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so at the end, um, Kratos and Atreus part ways. Yeah. And so this is then continuing with Kratos after that point. Uh, where he goes on like an extension of his story. Interesting, because I am convinced that Atreus is going to be the main character in the next one. Yeah, maybe. So if he... Maybe this ties that up, I don't know. But it is a, it's a roguelike mode. So you're going into Valhalla, I presume, um, to to battle stuff, but it's roguelike. So you've got all your weapons and all your um, skill tree from the main game, but then you have other perks and things like that that you collect along the way. Um, there's some customizable armor and uh, other bits and pieces. So yeah, more of that. And it's out next week on the 12th of December. It is, and it's free. 
And it's totally free. Which is, I think people were like, oh, I don't really care about this DLC. And then they were like, out in five days. And they're like, hmm? <laughs> and then it said free. And everybody in the chat was going, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sold. Yes. Or not sold. It's free. And then the next one was Big Walk, which is from the people that make Untitled Goose Game, which... I kind of missed this trailer because I was busy writing God of War. It was so. weird. It was just... It looked like a... Like some kind of adventure game or a... It was weird because the characters look like these very, very basic models that look like prototypes of a, of models of whatever they are. But it was in a kind of stylized world with graphics like Fire, uh, Firewatch, that kind of weird. It was just, okay. it was very, very weird. And it looked like it was co-op, I think it was. Um, oh, it is, yeah. It's a cooperative, cooperative multiplayer adventure about teamwork and talking where players will band together to solve puzzles and make new discoveries. Um, so yeah, it's very different to Untitled Goose Game, but it's absolutely bizarre and unusual and people work together to solve where they need to go. Interesting. But, yeah. And it, it's very much Untitled Goose Game. Um, we've got a, another look at Hellblade 2. We still don't have a release date, which is pissing me off mm. because I'm desperate to play this game and I'm like, just give it to me. Um, but we know that it's at least scheduled for 2024. So yeah. it's on the way. And I imagine that... I mean, Xbox need a good first-party exclusive at this point. Um, and this could be it. Um, I, I imagine early next year. I think it's I think it's going to be half. quite niche. I don't think it's going to be a big thing. because I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was really good. But it was borderline a bit too depressing and a bit too just grim. And this looks like it's ramped up to 10 oh, with it's the not, grimness. It's the... not a mass-market appeal game no. at all. Um, but it might win the awards. Well, maybe, but I I think firstly they they need a, a good exclusive. Yeah. Secondly, the first game was brilliant, so they can Get they can jump it. on this one and play it. the graphics of this one look absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. So I I think I think Microsoft are going to push this a lot mm -hmm. and make it maybe bigger than than you think. Um, but yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I can't wait to play I just, it. I don't know. Every trailer comes out, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of people that are just not going to be interested in that. Oh, probably, yeah. And they're going to push in. I, I think they might get a bit of backlash. If I don't think they'll get, if they get they're not going to get backlash. If they're pushing right? it a lot, yeah, well, from the gamers TM. Well, fuck the gamers <laughs> yeah, TM. I know, but they're the ones that <laughs> vote, sadly. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a flying fuck what they think. I just saw it. It just looked incredibly great. gory, grim, Great. Dark, Love it. Give it to me. Miserable. Yes. Gory. Mm. Torture. It's just torture porn. Great. Love it. Give it to me. Oh. No rest for the wicked, whatever that was. That's the Moon Studios. Yes. Ori one. Yes. So that. this is the next game from the studio who made the Ori games, um, which are 2D sort of Metroidvanias. And this is this action RPG, um, sort of dark folklore -y kind of vibe, um, which Apparently sounds really cool. Single player and four player online co-op modes. Yeah. Um, shared during the Wicked Inside Digital Showcase on March the 1st. We'll get more information. Nice. So, I mean, the, the, I've only played the first Ori game. I haven't played the second one, which I keep meaning to play. I've heard it's even better. I've heard it's easier. Or it's less frustrating than the first one. Good, because the first one was. But that tree level in the first game is so good. Oh yeah, I didn't. It's sometimes when the game is so good, you don't mind repeating the same thing again and again and again until yeah. you get it. Because you're like, well, this is just great fun. It looked, it's stunning. Yeah. So I'm very excited. And 
Also, just the detail they put into the visuals of Ori are so good that I'm really intrigued to see what they do next. So I think that could be really good. Yeah. That's no rest for the wicked. Yes. Uh, Dragon Ball, fine no game, about a million Ball, of them. Then the casting of Frankenstein. I mean, Frank Stone. Frank Stone. So this is a new uh, narrative single-player game set in the universe of Dead by Daylight. Because that's a, that's a universe you want to go and well, spend exactly. a lot of time in, isn't it? And it's being created in collaboration, so it's behaviour in collaboration with Supermassive Games, who made Until Dawn and The Quarry... Oh. And this is very much that vibe of a narrative, mm. choice-driven game. Oh, it's going to be a choice-driven game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it is like The Quarry, basically, but it's set in the world of DVD. And it's an original story, original characters. It's got a new killer who is presumably Frank Stone from the title. Um, and you think it, you said you might, you think it's a well, Frankenstein Well, the name killer. is Frank Stone, and it's called The Casting of Frank Stone, Um what I've read from the press release was that um, it's a sort of old American town with a dark history of Frank Stone. And it's these four kids that basically go and explore uh, I got some, like, an area that he was obviously in, which they're obviously the four survivors and he's the killer. So yeah. it's the kind of 4v1 vibe that you have of DVD, which is very clever. I have never seen other than like three episodes, but I got like Stranger Things. Vibes. A little bit of that, maybe, yeah. Um, there's a there's a, a very obvious hook as well. Hook, um, like in Dead by the, Daylight, uh, like a Dead by Daylight hook as well. Because in Dead by Daylight, they have to put people on the hook. Yes, I know. Do you? I have played the game. Yeah. Have you? Funny. Oh, you did actually. No, you did a little. Funny, Ben. No, um, <laughs> I generally forgot no, that you I played. Know like how many games? I've no, I've played quite a few games of it. Oh, yeah. I didn't like it very much <laughs> I, because I'm not very good at it. I'm, I know I get other people like it. Um, oh yeah, you but can my thinking, something. I know. <laughs> My thinking was just Frank Stone sounds a bit like Frankenstein. And if it's this killer who's chopping people up and stuff, then maybe it's like a modern day Frankenstein kind of story. I don't know. Do you think that's, he that's, kills that's the, completely my guess? He kills them and because he wants to like take their limbs and add them to himself. And maybe. Uh, then it was Visions of Manor, which um, looked pretty. And I'm glad it's it seems to be it's not a remake once it's not <laughs> a remake nice. so the manor series is it started originally as a spin-off of the final fantasy series so i think it was saiken densetsu uh in japan or hey, final fan knowledge i've got my knowledge uh final fantasy adventure which was like an action rpg spin-off of final fantasy that then became secret of manor yeah. on the snares which is a massively loved game from that, that period didn't come out here which is the one that didn't come out? Was that Trials? Mm, you're thinking of something else, I think. Okay. Um, but then that... that So Secret of Mana then started the Mana series. And there have been various Mana games. Um, the most recent was 2020, which was Trials of Mana. Mm. And that was a remake of one of the older ones. So that did come out But here. this is Visions of Mana, which is an all-new entry. And it's the first one in over 15 years. So they've had various games, but they've all been re-releases or remastered. So this is the first brand new one. Um, Interesting. I found uh, that it's coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S and PC. So it's coming out to last gen on PlayStation, but not on Xbox. I just thought it was a Well, weird. isn't everything backwards compatible on Xbox anyway? Not, but you can't go and play a few. It's not forwards compatible. Because this is like if you've got a Xbox One X. You won't be able to play this because this is coming out on this Series S and 
Oh, I see what you mean. It's, it's nice. um, I mean, sure. Just a bit weird. Um, um, the, fact anyway. that, the fact that people are still really... That's another thing actually noticed in the game was a lot of these games are just PS5. It's like, it's not coming out on PS4. Not coming out on the one. I mean, good. Like, Yeah. <laughs> but then it's... I always feel that those games were like obviously held back if they're doing both generations. But exactly. I also feel it's a bit held back with the Series S existing as well. Well, that's Microsoft's problem. Well, no, because it, then it'll impact all games. If they're releasing a game, they're like, they oh, we've got to make it. They just won't release it on the Xbox, and then there's no good games. Like, I mean, are that's, that that's a Microsoft problem. All games that are on Xbox are going to be downgraded. No. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Anyway, Visions of Mana, it, it's, um, the series is like action RPG. This is semi-open world, anime style. Um, I think it's quite cute. I totally forgot about that game existing because of the next announcement that was made. Ah, so the next game oh, was the... Not what we wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm totally fine because I know the one that I wanted it to be is a game that exists. So you might have, I've mentioned this before, but when a game gets announced and I know it's coming out, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't necessarily need to know more. Sometimes I might want to know, but it like when a game gets announced, that's the most important thing. Yeah. So Kojima came out, Jeff Keighley's best mate. Yes. Came out and announced... Well, we all expected or hoped for Death Stranding 2. I did. And instead, we got something else. Now, we did know that he's been working on a different project, which I think With is Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he said that before. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. fine. So, um, and, and that is what he showed. Um, and it looks to be some sort of horror thing with real actors in it. And it's uh, weird. And it's called OD. Overdose? I or guess do overdose. Think, do you think that stands for something else? I mean, it'll definitely stand for something else. OD, zero. Maybe it's a zero. Maybe it's not an O. Oh, don't say that. It'll be him. No, because it's Kojima being wanky. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very excited about this. I love Death Stranding so much and I love just weird shit and he does the weirdest kind. I like it when people do something completely different with pretty much any kind of art, like music. I like the weird, odd shit, except for Bjork. Um, and even films, some are like some wanky, weird. You don't like wanky things. Not wanky things, weird. Um, um, but like that is very exciting, especially if it's a horror game because obviously Silent Hills was canned with him and Guillermo del Toro. So well, I wonder if any of the, the ideas... they had everyone coming out of a door and I thought that was a PT reference at first. Oh, did you? Because PT is obviously you going down the hallway and you go through mm. that same door again and again. And I was like, is that a PT reference? And people keep coming through that door. And yeah. Like, I'm intrigued to see what he's learned from that because I bet there'll be some, obviously there'll be some stuff that he had in mind for... Silent Hills that he could potentially bring into a horror game. Or from PT, from what that was going to be. So I thought PT was just a teaser for Silent Hills. Well, it was, but it sort of became its own thing, really. Yeah, but I'm... Yeah, that this is going to be weird. And it, it, it was the most Kojima presentation ever, wasn't it? It's like, it's more than a game. It's not just a game. It's a, So I think it's going to be a very narrative-driven... There'll be four-hour well, cutscenes so in it. So this is the thing. He then brought out Jordan Peele who is collaborating on it. Jordan Peele is the director of Get Out and Nope and loads of other really good horror films. Um, weird horror. Weird horror, who obviously like loves Kojima as well in, in his little spiel. Um, and yeah, it's real actors in it with sort of proper mocap of they just They were them. showing off the fantastic mocap. And yeah. I, and when, at, this, at this point, I'm like, Kojima, just, just make a film. Like, I don't mind that the he's Metal bridging Gear, the gap. He's the Metal the gap. Gear games have all been very cinematic and 
he, you know, the fact that he has these like hundred, like really long games, and that's because the cutscenes are so long. It's like just make a film. You obviously love film and you love cinema. Just make a film. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that he's bridging the gap because I don't really like films, so I don't want him yeah, to no. make a film. You're I'm happy to like have. That. I'm happy to have something in the middle because obviously, yeah, video games they get too difficult and they get too like action based. And there's no story. Don't like that. So this is kind of like the perfect happy medium for me. Maybe this is why I really like. Kojima but I'm I'm intrigued but no I was just thinking when you saw just how detailed like I've never seen mocap as detailed as what was shown just then like it's really emphasizes the fact that you need good actors in games these days yeah and you're not just getting the kind of the second rate people that are just random voice actors you know that voice a bank advert maybe and now they're but you need an actual actor especially when you you're mocap in them as well because they not only have to before they just gave the voice but now they're giving their facial animations. They're actually acting the the characters. Well, this is why increasingly at the Game Awards, you're seeing Hollywood actors come in and present stuff. And they're like, oh, by the way, I'm also in this game. Um, I mean, Timothy Chalamet is clearly not in a game. He was um, so even though robotic he, and like... It, I mean... Scripted. It was just everybody even like, oh, it's so cool to be here. Just like, there are lots of great games at this year's uh, Game Awards. Here is a roundup of a musical version of the scores. Good job, Timothy. Well and done. And then was the winner is, and then went. But increasingly, you are seeing a lot of big actors get involved in games, and I think also game act or people who have come up gay game actors, people who have been noticed through gaming, people like Ben, ben Starr Star. and Neil Newbon and whoever else are becoming stars in their own right. Mm-hmm. Because of games, because people actually respect James Perry. actors we because need to of make that. James Perry. Yes, exactly. Anyway, Kojima's just make a film, but he instead he's making a horror game called OD. I'm very happy that he's released. He's got two games in the works because then that means I can play both. Sure. And I'll play it and I'll hate it probably, and it'll be incredibly terrifying. And I'll finish it and just be like, I have no idea what was going on then. But what's going to happen is that we're going to get OD, and you're going to play it and go, Oh, it's not Death Stranding. It's not what I like. I don't no, like I horror don't games. And I'll play it and be like, Oh shit, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, one of us is going to love it. One of us is going to hate it. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah, if you think Alan Wake is a wanky horror game, just wait till you play OD. It's going to be. Yeah, you won't. I think people won't understand a bit of it. We'll see. Um, then there was Fortnite Rocket Racing, which I'm very excited about. I'm it's more excited tomorrow, yes. i.e., today. Yeah. Um, but the Lego one came out. The bloody yesterday. Blurry again. What is wrong with you? I, I well, there we go. I think it might be the light, so I'm gonna have to zoom in on your no, face. No, don't there. zoom in on me. That's way too close. I don't like that. Whoa, no. There we go. Right, people listening won't be able to see. Fine. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Fortnite Rocket Racing that came out today, uh, if you're listening, and then yesterday the Lego one came out, which I think more people in the community are interested in. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, I've read that it's eight-player, you host a session, and then people can come and join you, is what I'm thinking it is. Okay. So, um, like Minecraft Realms, I think it's called, or Worlds, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, that I'm going to probably test that out tomorrow. Um yeah, Go it, for it. it looks cool. I'm glad to see that they're bringing new things to Fortnite and just making it a Roblox-style hub. Yeah, um, nice. Tales of... Oh, that's the one with the guy... Um, I, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, but he's Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins, and he's been in some other games as well. Yes. Um, a, a Bubacar something? I, no, I, no, I didn't recognize him. I can't him. remember his name. But yeah. 
he's created he's a game about cool. his father that passed away. It's about grief, and yep. it seems it seemed quite it looked good. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, then Lost Records Blooming Rage came out, which is the next Don't Nod, and it's a narrative adventure. So I think it's going to be you know like how Life is Strange comes out every now and again, and then there's the odd um, you know what was it um, what was the Tell yes. me why. Tell me why that yep. came out, and I wonder if this is kind of like another version of like Tell Me Why, where it's kind of life is strange adjacent. Yes, similar similar gameplay, but not part of the series. Um, the, sorry, I think this one was the one that reminded me a bit of Stranger Things because it was very much for people, and it was a bit of a horror esque. I mean, the other one was also Stranger Things, but um, yes, th- this definitely looks Stranger Things. Uh, four high school friends. Um, then they meet up afterwards. Yeah. Hopefully, with it being don't nod, there'll be some some good representation. Oh yeah, we already saw two girls holding hands. Oh great, I I hadn't caught that. I'm pretty sure. Um, I saw it, yeah, yeah, great. So well, we then, love that about yeah. don't nod. Yes, I thank mean, you. I thank mean, you. maybe they're girls. They they could quite easily be non-binary looking at them. Not to judge. <laughs> wow, Ben. I just you know, indep- they they look like they would be comfortable being who they are. It's the kind of game that will have a nice spread of queer representation. That's what I meant to say. There you go. <laughs> they look non-binary. I am cancelled. Okay, then the next one. Marvel's Blade. Yes, which is from Arcane. Is that Wesley Snipes? Yes, in the original, in the, the old films, yeah. Um, so Arcane is the developer who made the Dishonored games, who made Deathloop, who made um, the spacey one you like. Did they? No, they didn't. Not the one I like. Oh, Prey. Prey. Is that Prey? Was that? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Did they make it? That's Arcane. Is it? I'm sure it is. I think so. Well, you can look it up while I talk about it. Um, but can um, I just say one thing very, very... that I think I told you about that I was very excited. That it's going to be third person. Yes. <laughs> so their games are, are sort of notoriously third... Uh, notoriously oh, yeah. first person. It is Arcane, but I was thinking it's Bethesda, but it's Arcane published by Bethesda, yes. Yes, um, yes their yeah, previous games are notoriously first person, and this is third person. Um, and it's interesting because they're, they make immersive sim games, which are these games where it's a sort of sandbox, yeah. and you can do what you want and go where you want and sort of manipulate the AI. And break and, the game, probably. Break, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and sort of play around with stuff and different abilities. So it's really interesting to see them now doing a licensed game, which is Marvel of all things and Blade. Um, and like, how is that gameplay going to mm. sort of relate to what they usually do yeah. and sort of relate that to Blade? Um, so I'm interested to to see that. I think that could be really cool. Because when you think of a Marvel game, you expect it to be very much on rails or everything must be... And for example, Spider-Man... You know, I don't know. Everything just seems to be very expected. You don't do anything unusual in those games. Whereas this, you can manipulate, like arcane games, you can manipulate and you can play the game however you want. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think something like Spider-Man or even Guardians of the Galaxy, much more linear. the game is telling you, you play the game like this. This is how you do it. You can't have a different style, really. I mean, other than stealth or attack. Yeah. Whereas this, it could, you know, if it's arcane, I played it where... I think it was Prey. I had a foam gun. And I needed to get to another area, but there was a barrier. And I think you were meant to go and do this. But I'm like, if I very, very carefully, like make a little bit of foam each time and I can actually build a tiny little bridge so I can just go over it myself. And then you're kind of stuck and then you're screwed and you don't know what to do. But 
the game allows you to go and do goofy stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas something they would never do that in a Spider-Man or Marvel's, you know, Avengers or Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. So I'll say as well, I I was not a massive fan of Deathloop in terms of its gameplay, but one of the things it got really it did really well was black representation in that you're playing um as a well you play as two black different black characters. Um and I think the studio and the actors behind those characters were did a great job of making those characters authentic. Mm. And so to think that that's the studio that's now making Blade, who is also a black character, notor- yeah. you know, from Marvel notoriously, um, I think they could do a really good job of making Blade a really authentic character, which will be great. Yes. And Mecha Break, whatever that was. I don't remember that at oh, all. That was just the Mecha it looked a bit like Armored Core. It was the Armored Core, Baby's First Armored Core. Baby's First Armored Core is Mecha Break. Okay, great. Not interested. No. Next. Although the next one was a weird one. It was. So the next one is Light No Fire, which is the next game from Hello Games, uh, which was the developer behind No Man's Sky, which I haven't played and you have played and you enjoyed. I I played it on release day back in the day when there wasn't really much to it. And it was, I, I played it until about 3 a.m. Because I was going around, I wanted to go and land and just, re- I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You can go to these thousands of planets. I literally like the first planet I went to, because you can name them. And then apparently people could go there and they could see the name that you'd name them. But I'm not sure if that was a lie or not. But I went there and I like named one of them after my grandparents who had passed away just quite recently afterwards or Aww. before. And so it was, yeah, that was cool. And then after I played a huge session of it and was like, okay, is there anything to this game? Hmm. And I Googled and I was like, oh, okay, so that's what happens at the end. Oh, great. And then I went back to it a few, quite a few years later, AKA a few months ago. And yeah, it's a very, very different game. It definitely chugs a little. I was streaming it and there are, yeah, it looks old. I mean, it's quite an old game now. It's quite old. It's 10 years old. Oh, God, yeah, 10 years. Yeah. And it, it definitely feels like a 10 year old game, um, but they've updated it with loads of new things that I would probably have to sit down for ages and kind of plan but yeah it i just hope this game i just know this game's probably gonna be launched similar to no man's sky i think well i mean that's that's the worry hopefully they've learned um because no man's sky had a rocky launch it didn't live up to expectations hopefully they're they're going to be a lot more careful about Mm. what they show of this game what we've seen so far is that it's still procedurally generated, so they're clearly using similar ideas and technology. Yeah. But it looks like it's all on one planet rather than it being exploring space. Starfield, it's, take note. <laughs> it's it's all one planet, but with multiple biomes, and you explore it with other people online. But mm. it's a fantasy setting, so it's got flying dragons and whatever else in it. It's not space. It's fantasy. Yes. So they've they've gone to the other typical. It's it's a, it's a very, very, for an independent studio, a smallish, well, I, I don't know how big it is, but it's an independent studio. It's such a wild thing to make. Like, it's there's so much, what's the word I'm looking it's for? It's very ambitious. It is, in, yeah, that's the word. It's a very, very, very ambitious game for one that, I don't know, it just, it might seem a bit over ambitious. And there are just so many different things that you, I'd like to know, like, if it's procedurally generated, so if you're... Because obviously it'll be a world, so I wonder if technically you can go around the world. Um, but then if somebody else goes to a bit that you've already been, will it 
appear the same that you've unlocked in this procedurally generated. Well, exactly, or... and that's that's what I'm not sure about. Yeah, in terms of how that's going to work. So th there's a lot to still be shown about that, and there was no release date either, or even a release window. No, so it, it could still be a very long way off. Yeah, I'm... we need to see more of it. Basically. We do. I'm. It sounds very ambitious. Um, I will definitely not get my hopes up. <laughs> See, I'm more interested in that than I am No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, no. So, I mean, I've been burned with No Man's Sky. Of, and like, I haven't. It came out and it was like, oh, yeah, this is not what people were really expecting or we expected a bit more than this. And yeah. I mean, we'll, we will see. I'm just sure. a bit, yeah, hesitant. Um, And then Stormgate, whatever that RTS game was that came out. Yeah. And then Elfelt Valentine or Guilty no, Gear. That's a new character oh, in Guilty Gear Strive. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, Which is a... um. Uh, a 2D fighting game, <clears throat> which is very popular. Would you like to introduce what was announced next? Well, what I will say is that the list that we're looking at um, is incomplete because uh, there was a bit that happened earlier on, which was a new trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yes. And it came uh, with a new song. So there is a new theme song for the game. Is written that not by... the same as... Was that not in the original? No, no, no. It's a brand new song. Okay. Uh, written by Uematsu. And um, it was performed at the Game Awards with a new trailer. Now, the way the trailer was shown, it sort of looks like it's Aerith singing it. Um, but in actuality, it's obviously, it's, it's an actual singer. Who was there on the stage? And I've totally forgotten her name. But it turns out that she sang Never Enough in... Um, in um the never, greatest showman never yeah because you didn't like her voice did you no i thought she was shying the top notes yeah you she were was a bit flat, everyone afraid. in the chat was like oh she's amazing and i was like no nope. no she was a bit shouty and a bit flat for me um however uh <laughs> it came with new footage of the game now what square enix then released on their youtube channel is actually a longer trailer and it includes yeah. a load of other stuff at the very beginning uh which wasn't shown at the game awards is that spoiler um, well, you haven't finished the original. I've not finished the original and I also don't, I, I'm like, I know Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out in February and, is it February? Yes, yeah. February 29th. And I do not need to see any more. Like, I want to be completely yeah. surprised by the game. So, other than what I, I played will on. vaguely outline just things that were shown that were interesting, i.e. we got to see Sid. And we haven't really seen a lot of him yet. Mm. So we got to see Sid and he spoke as well. Have I seen Sid? Have you seen Sid? Have I met Sid. What, in the original? Yeah. In your playthrough? Yeah. Probably not. I think I've just got to him actually. Maybe. Yes. Rocket Town. Yes. Okay. Just there. arrived. Um, so we got to see Sid in, in Rebirth. Um, there is, um, there's quite a bit of Zack in there. There's, a, Zach there's well. a lot of the gold saucer. Which I think is the big thing everyone's really excited about is all the mini games. Wait, well, yeah, the mini games in the first one were like annoying, and well, you just completed mini, it. Mini games, yeah. And yeah, this I think is expanding on that. So there are more of the of the gold saucer stuff in this it's new be trailer. The worst platinum trophies in the world, isn't it? Probably. Um, and then there are a lot of nods to key scenes, I will say. And if you watch the very end of the trailer, there's maybe a bit of a thing. If you know, you know. Um, but the song is very nice. Um, what I also read is that that song um, is taken, I think it's taken from the play, which called called Loveless, 
which is uh, a big part of Crisis Core. So, firstly, you need to go play Crisis Core. Um, finish seven first. Yeah, but you need to play Crisis Core um, because it's Loveless is part of that. Uh, it's like a play that's being performed. And what? Hang on, I need to sneeze. Oh, <laughs> oh bless you! Should have muted then, but never mind. That's been brewing a while. I'm sorry. I wondered why you made a funny noise. Um, you sound a bit huskier. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel a little bit. <laughs> oh. Um. But what I've read is that Loveless is being performed in the Golden Theater in the Gold Saucer. And that is new because the, the Gold Saucer did not have a theater before. It did. Does it? Yeah. A theater? Well, it's like the stage with all the, it has like an amphitheater area where you go there and it's like, oh, come back later. Okay, I'm not remembering it very well in that case. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure Golden Saucer had a. Let me just quickly Google this. I'm sure. It, I'm sure you're right. Uh, Golden Saucer uh, stage. If I put, um, you might want to put yeah FS7. Oh yeah, because there's definitely one in uh, 14. Um, oh well, there's that stage there, but that's that's not a stage. No, where's the? It was like an amphitheater in there. I'm sure. Yeah, this was it. This one. Yeah, this one here, Gold Stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember much happening there. Uh, no, I don't remember. So far, I mean, I've just got there and every time I go there, it's like, no, come back later and there's people like kissing and telling you to fuck off when you uh, walk up to them. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, no, that was the, yeah, the gold stage, but I can't see. Where's the Sorry, larger? This is very important that we... <laughs> it is very, we must get this correct because you know, we know that you come here for your Final Fantasy. I don't know where it is now. And... Well, can you control F? Oh. Stage. Um, no, not hostage. Sign for the state. There we go. Event square. That one. It's like an amphitheater. I genuinely do not remember that. Wow. That's shocking. Anyway. Am I, am I giving you Final Fantasy Well, only because it's fresh in your mind. Um, anyway, they have the Golden Theater now in the Gold Saucer in, in Rebirth. And it looks like there will be proper performances mm. Um, which will include Loveless. So therefore, it's a big link back to Crisis Core. So, so I need to play Crisis Core. You need to play Crisis Core. Oh. Um, so that was Seven Rebirth. Mm -hmm. So that happened earlier. And then, if we're going in order, we got Final Fantasy 16 DLC. Well, not only did we get it, we got it right fucking now. And I need to go and download it. Mm. Um, so we knew, it. we knew DLC was coming. Um, it's in two parts. Mm -hmm. The first part is an out available now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Echoes of the Fallen. Yes, and when it ponged, now, ponged up on screen, ponged up, ponged up, it went pong. Oh no, that's my pong noise from Final Fantasy. It just reminded me of Final Fantasy fourteen when they come up with the missions. Oh, okay, so Echoes of the Fallen. So the Fallen in sixteen was sort of like the old civilization that was lost. Mm. So I'm guessing that this is going to lean into that a little bit. What I really want is for that locked door to be unlocked. To be unlocked. Because there is a door, if you've played it, you know where I mean. There is a circular door that does not open at any point in the game. And I was always thinking, oh, this is going to open at some point. It never did. And I am really hopeful that this door is going to open in this DLC. Sure. Um, the second DLC is coming in spring next year. And it's called The Rising Tide. And that's because it's all about Leviathan. 
who is the other icon that is referenced in the game, but you mm. never see. It's kind of like a lost icon. Um, so they've left a, a big gap there, basically, to fill with this DLC. So we all assumed it would be Leviathan, and hey, guess what? It is. Um, there was also a Tonbury King yes. uh, oh, boss God. fight that looks terrifying. A Tonbury isn't hard enough. You've got to face the King of Tonbury's. Well, Tonbury King is a recurring boss. Uh, like we've had that before. Not but just not Tonbury, in, but the but King. Not in 16. But not in 16. No. And in fact, there weren't Tonbury's at all in 16. So mm, oh, I don't yeah. think. Um, so for people complaining, oh, it's not Final Fantasy. Well, there's another box ticked. It's got Tonbury's in it now. And it looks terrifying. It's a really scary version of a Tonbury with a huge mm. knife. Um, I think it's going to be very, very... I wonder if that's going to be like the main... You know, because sometimes they have the bosses that you have to kind of grind. That was level 50. That was like level 53 I saw. Oh, was it? Which... Maybe it's earlier then. Who knows? No, but your max level is 50, isn't it? Is it? I thought it was. I can't remember. Or is I, it 60? Thing? Uh, I don't know. I'm not what? sure. My I, Basically, we don't really know very much of what's in these DLCs in terms no. of story. Um, I'm wondering if Echoes of the Fallen that's out today... Yeah, 50. Oh, it is 50. Oh, wait. Um, but no, I think you... Okay, you players can unlock the Final Fantasy mode and reach level 100. Oh, there you go. Um, I was going to say... That's I, right, I'm yeah, you sure did afterwards, yeah. Um, I think Echoes of the Fallen might be quite short as a sort of short DLC to do first, and the Rising Tide will be a longer story. Especially if he's one, got a whole that's icon at the end. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that... I don't know what's in Echoes of the Fallen, basically. You've but it's out told? now. No, 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 I don't know. We've met, so, we've met Yoshi P. Look, I'll drop Ben Starr a message, shall I, in a minute, and be like, tell me what's in the DLC. Yeah. Um, Please. He won't tell me. Um, he'll be wasted by now oh absolutely he'll be <laughs> wasted um, and good on you Ben for getting wasted so anyway I'm going to I'm gonna download this very soon and play it because yes. I'm very excited um, was there anything else other than the big final thing which wasn't really that exciting oh we've got a list now we can go through um, if there's any that we've missed I think oh, um, oh yeah Light No Fire Rising Tide yeah no I think it was pretty much because then... Um, oh, there were lots of awards. Yeah, Alan so, Wake won an award. And there was a trailer for the finals with the oh, AI. Oh, the finals. Yeah, we missed that. That was announced today. So that's, yeah, that's out now. Yeah. Um, so go play that. I, from what Bertie at Eurogamer has said, um, it's actually really good. And he thinks it's going to be a really big deal. Like a massive yeah. game. Everyone's going to jump into it. It's also so. interesting with the AI voice. So obviously, mm. yeah, AI should never replace voice actors. I just find it quite an interesting way that they're making commentary that's going to be dynamic commentary using AI where they don't need people to record over a million voice lines. We should say the finals is an online um, like arena shooter, basically. Like Valorant style, um, is it? Yeah, it's like, I think it's teams of like four versus four or something like that. Mm. Um and the idea is that it's an arena shooter, but it's it's like an esports game. Mm. So there's a crowd out of like a, a, a literal arena yeah. that you're shooting and, and fighting in. And there are commentators that are commenting on the action to make it feel like you're playing yeah. in an esports game. But those commentators are AI. Now I'm sure they're based on actual actors. Yeah. Um, and their voices. A lot. Um, but they're using AI in order to sort of dynamically comment yeah. on the action. Which sort of in theory I kind of get and is interesting, but also, yes, maybe don't use AI and pay your actors. Yeah. So we'll have to see how it works. 
Yes, it'll be interesting if there's any backlash with that. I mean, there's already has been some I've seen, but yeah, it'll be interesting if there is a line and people are like, okay, in a single player game where there are going to be limited lines, you don't need AI. But mm. something where, you know, anything could be, could happen, it might be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I we'll will see. reserve judgment. I want to see what voice actors think about that. I think, listen to them. Definitely. Um, and then there was the final one more thing announcement and i was expecting death stranding <laughs> well I see was... when when this started immediately i was like oh i know what this is because it had been rumored that this was going to be coming i feel like somebody told me probably me no 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 actually <laughs> it wasn't you it was oh. somebody yeah it was somebody who worked with them not for them but worked with capcom and I think okay. they accidentally told me. Interesting. Well, the one more thing, which is not coming until 2025. Like all the games. Is Monster Hunter Wilds. Yeah. So the next Monster Hunter game, we had Worlds, Monster Hunter World, sorry, yeah. uh, that was PS4 and Xbox One. Mm -hmm. That was followed by Monster Hunter Rise, but that was originally a Switch game. So it was more of a, like, World was a big suddenly we're going sort of big open yeah. world and like multiple level, not quite open world, but like big, weird, big levels. Yeah. And it was a big scale up from the previous Monster Hunter games. Rise sort of continued that, but on a slightly smaller scale. Yeah, and I liked that. And handheld um, on Switch. And it made it, I feel like the traversal in that one, you could get from one side of the map to the other very quickly because the traversal was a lot more. I loved Rise. I thought Rise was brilliant, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed World, but then I... Maybe it's just because having played World, I sort of knew what I was getting into with Rise. Same. Um, and then the, the, the fact Rise that they improved. just felt smaller and They improved on concise. lots of things, yeah. yeah. They get a lot More of quality of life. Um, and so now they're doing Wild. So we've been due like the next Monster Hunter on a big, you know, on next gen yeah. hardware, which is what this is. It's going to be on, on PS5 and, and Xbox Series X and S. And it seems like um, massive. And it, I think the big thing with this is lots and lots of enemies. Are lots of monsters. Yes. So it's a very short trailer. It doesn't show very much. What it does show is the hunter riding a monster that I don't know what it's called off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. um, it's like oh, a yeah. sort of feathery dinosaur birdie thing. Oh, not the Yuki Yuki um, or something like that, is it? Don't think so. Um, but it's riding through this sort of wide plain desert thing. Mm. Um, and there is essentially a stampede of monsters. Oh yeah. Uh and then he's like riding through a huge group of other monsters. Um so it's this huge open plain, loads of monsters running around. Hmm. So in terms of sort of what's the next step for Monster Hunter, mm -hmm. I guess it's that idea of building the ecosystem of having like big groups of monsters. Uh you know, I'm sure they'll you'll have your singular Rathalos big ones, and, yeah. And and all that sort of stuff, but having like stampedes and big groups of monsters to fill out the yeah. place um seems like what they're going to do probably much bigger more expansive environments as well yeah. whether it's fully open world mm. i don't know that would be cool yeah rather than sort of set areas but okay. uh yeah it looks pretty cool but it's not till 2025 so there's a long yeah. wait excellent and they're going to announce more next summer all right we're going to take a very very quick pause now and we're back sorry i uh, uh a little bird Cold. Don't tell everyone that, Ben. Something like that. Um, <laughs> so we've realised that we actually missed out some things. She's good. I'm glad we took this break because we just had a double check. So yeah. I can't believe I missed 
one of like the most exciting games ever. Which was? Uh, the, the Division type game. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there's a game called Exoborn coming out that um, is made by people who made The Division, or it's like a team of people who have made The Division but have gone on to their own yeah. studio. They're their own studio now. And it's like an extraction co-op thing, which sounds a little bit dull. But then looking at it, it just seemed gorgeous. Like a really interesting mechs. And I, I can't remember exactly well, what it one was. Of the, one of the big hooks of it is that it's a post-apocalyptic world. Um, but sort of a climate change yeah. world. So it's full of lightning strikes and storms and tornadoes yes. and stuff yeah. like that. And so you are you are battling nature. It, it's as well. like it's like what's the is it the dark zone in the division? It's basically see I know. I'm impressed. It's uh it's basically the dark zone from division, but it's like out in the wilds but with like nature yeah. and, and huge uh, cataclysmic effects going on. Um, which looked kind of cool, and just that's why cause. I was like, "This sounds like it's your sort of thing." Just cause meet, just cause four meets the division's dark zone. Sure, Have you played just cause four? No, it's fun. Okay, it, you can goof around like a lot with that game, um, but it's also bad performance. Uh, so Good. yeah, that uh, I'm very very excited about that. Um, as dusk falls, coming to PlayStation, we need to go and play that. I think. Yes, let's play that together sometime and just chill we on should. a Sunday. But we'll continue on the Xbox that we've already started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's coming to PlayStation. I think so I just that's nice. Stayed on the sofa, stick my head on the side, closed it, and then we kind of made some decisions, kind of together. Yeah, you played it, and I was just enjoying watching it. That, that is, um, it's Carolyn Marshall who used to work for Quantic Dream, who made um, Heavy Rain yeah. and various others. And you've your she made her own it? studio. Yeah, my, one of my friends is in this game. It's like a narrative choice game, but you play it with others, which looks really fun. And people like it. I've not heard anybody say a bad word against it. No, good story. So, yeah. Uh, what were the other? Well, there's some other bits. There is finally from the east. There is a, finally a release date for Black Myth Wukong. Now we've talked about this um, on the podcast. One before. of our most popular uh, videos on YouTube is yeah. us just talking about it because we played it at Gamescom. Now this game is from Game Science, which is a Chinese developer um, who has been criticised. Um, there is a really good report on IGN. Um, about the studio so go read that uh, for some background on them um, but they are making this game it's a Souls-like game it's based on Journey to the West uh, or in inspired by yeah, inspired. Um, which is a like classic Chinese novel you're playing as this monkey protagonist and it's a Souls-like battling all these enemies we got a new trailer to see some new bosses which look really cool but also these like huge colossal beasts that you're riding like yeah, a massive like fly and we were fighting bosses like but the bosses we fought were like no more than kind of five times our size these were like hundreds of times it was yeah. shadow of the colossus so style. exactly so the scale of the game is huge um and it sort of gave a little bit more of information about the story or sort of some storytelling was in the trailer which we hadn't really seen yeah. too much of um and it was in english as well um but we now know it is coming out on the 20th of august next year and why do you know that <laughs> because it's two days after my birthday so I'm very excited to finally play that. Be and it's coming to... I want, I'll be 37, thank you very much. Um, Late it's, 30s. Um, it's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, S and PC. Mm. Um, so I am very excited for that. I'm really glad that we finally got a release date. That's, so yeah. that that for me could be a Game of the Year contender next year. Like I think it's going to be up yeah. there. Which do you think... Which are you more looking forward to, Rebirth or this? I think Rebirth. But that's also sooner, so 
Yeah, I, I can afford to be a little about bit more it by the time Game of the Year's round. Yeah, can I say there's not a single mention? I know it wasn't nominated as well, but not a single mention in the whole award show of the Wizard game. Great. <laughs> but I also said like if Alan Wake had come out come out at that time, I don't think it would have got anywhere near the amount of awards it got. What do you think is a recency? I thing? think definitely think it's a recency because eh, it's a bit wanky, but it's quite recently wanky. Great. Um, there was another thing that was shown, which was the next project by Ikumi Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw a very brief trailer for it, um, which is more of a concept piece than anything. Um, but she was the creator of Bayonetta. Um, and then before she left Capcom. Mm-hmm. Do I mean Capcom? No, I don't mean Capcom. I can't remember. Um Platinum. Yes. Bayonetta. That's who I mean. Um and then um she from there she went on to basically design the concept behind Ghostwire Tokyo before leaving that. This is now her next project, which as I said, it's just a concept really, but it looks super cool. It was mm. very sort of Japanese, but not necessarily anime. Um, very urban, very her, very cool. Um yeah, I know very little about it. But I'm immediately intrigued and I want to know more. Yeah. Because it looked super, super cool. Two of the little things that were announced. Uh, the Jurassic World, the Jurassic Park survival game looked quite interesting. I've not, I have no idea what it is. And that kind of game would not appeal to me that much. But then I saw like it's got dinosaurs and it's Jurassic Park. So that instantly makes it a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. And there was one more, which I've just... Oh, yeah, Skull and Bones is actually getting a release date on the 16th of February. And then they can forget about it and they've done their... They've completed they've their contract. The, exactly. And, and then they can they've just forget about G. it. Yeah. There's another one as well. I've also just remembered. So I keep, we keep jumping around and yeah. remembering things. Um, Rise of the Ronin. Yes. Ronin Keaton. is the Ronin. Oh, okay. Um, excuse me. Which is the uh, next game from Team Ninja. Mm-hmm. So um, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it looks very... Um, um, Wolong meets Ghost of Tsushima, um, which is kind of expected. It's a yeah. it's a third person sort of action uh, adventure uh, narrative driven game set in Japan. Yeah. Um, but it's the team that did Wolong. It, it definitely has some similarity with that. I think. Um, so I think that's going to be mm. good. Maybe not mind blowing, but it looks good. It was a nice trailer. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, hmm not for you it looked worse than i mean i like kind of those soulsy type games but it i don't know maybe it was the quality of the stream but it just didn't look that good i think there are other games that they've released because who is it again it's um team ninja team ninja so like neo 2 looked better than that and that was out a few years ago i would say go back and watch the trailers again uh, yeah because the thing is we watch it all as part of a stream and the stream is never the best quality so but i feel like i saw this last time and also thought the same so I, i'll watch it again but we'll okay. see um another thing we meant i don't know if we mentioned this or not and i just remembered blade mm-hmm. so made by arcane this is third person yes we did say that we did say that okay yeah no i just couldn't remember because i was like this yeah it's weird that it's going to be third person and not first person for the yeah. first time all right um so well i think that was everything um what was your f- number if you had to choose your one highlight what would it be my one highlight um well i can give you my top three i think no i want your one highlight okay three in order 
my three in order. I think number three would be Black Myth Wukong. Mm -hmm. The fact that we got a release date, I'm really excited about that. I think that game is going to be great. Yeah. Number two is probably that um, Nakamura concept. Okay. Just because I think... It looked really cool. It just looks super cool. And it's the sort of thing that's a surprise. I think a lot of what was here was either known games or we sort of knew that something was going to be coming. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that was just a complete surprise out of nowhere. Yeah. And I really, like, I love Bayonetta. I wasn't... I didn't love Ghostwire Tokyo, but I really liked the style of it and what it was aiming for, which mm. I think was very much her concept. So to see her doing her own project next on her own, yeah. uh, you know, really cool concept um, is is amazing. Mm. Um, so I say that's number two. Uh, my number one is probably Final Fantasy 16 DLC only because it's out now and yeah. I'm desperate to go and play it because I'm like, holy fuck, what's coming next in that story? I don't want to know. So that's really excited me. Obviously, I love the Rebirth trailer as well. Um, mm. but I'm I just want to play that at this point. Like yeah. I know enough about it, I want to play it. I'm excited about Monster Hunter Wild, Wilds. Mm -hmm. Um, and well. I think the next game from the Ori Studio, I think that could be really cool. Yeah. Um, so they're probably like my my favorites. But yeah, Final Fantasy 16 purely because it's uh, go play it now, and I am I am mm. chomping at the bit to go and give that a go. Yeah, I I was what very about excited you? about probably mm, I'd say third. Mm. I don't know really. Like I think it's quite hard to choose three. Um, I maybe Exoborn just out of the interest of what the division people are going to be doing and mm -hmm. just see what that's like. But also, I mean, yeah, the sixteen um, DLC is very exciting. I'd say the second one obviously is going to be Wukong, um, just because we played that and love it. And yeah, was not expecting a release date this soon. I don't know. I it just feels like a game that would be taking forever to come out just because of the quality it was that we were playing I mean, it has been years so it's very true so finally it's coming out um but probably my favorite would have to be od of course of course i'm intrigued and that it's weird because i knew that that was coming out and then i knew that he was working with microsoft because he announced it a while ago ages ago mm. and then that's just been completely radio silence and then he announced ds2 the working title for death yep. stranding 2 and yeah, so I was just expecting maybe he's just going to go all in on that. But no, it seems like both projects are coming out. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'll come out like the same year or if he's going to split it. Because if it's one's Xbox and then the other one, I guess, will be PlayStation. You'd think so. And I reckon that this one, if he's showing it now, is what's next. So maybe it's 2024. We didn't give a date, did he? No, but he showed, he showed Death Stranding. He showed more of... He's actually shown more of Death Stranding 2 than... Then this. who knows? Who knows what way around? Yeah, he's. It'd be funny if you just released them at pretty much the same time. <laughs> I mean, that would be amusing. That'd be him. That'd just be very much raking thing. Raking that money. Release them both on the same day. Has any public? Has any like yeah? God. Director released the two different, totally different games on the same day. No, but I would love that. To <laughs> that would, that would be, be hilarious. That would be a Kojima thing. Um, so in short, we're both very excited about Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. I'm looking forward to going back into it and maybe it'll spur me on to go and get the Platinum. Absolutely. Well, that was the Game Awards. Um, overall, it was a decent showing and a lot of exciting stuff, even if it's not out for a while. And we're lucky. We get to play so many games. We do. There are lots of games and there's some out now as well. So and I sort them. of hope next year is quiet so we can catch up on the backlog. <laughs> <sighs> Please tell me. That. I need to play yeah. through more World's Gate um so yeah 
But we're going to finish off by reading through what you lot have been playing. Yeah. Well, what have we been playing? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that next time, I guess. Um, I don't I think I've been playing much. No, I've been busy. I played a little bit of Spider-Man on the PlayStation Portal. And how was that? Plays well. I've also downloaded FIFA. I've been playing... No. Oh my God, I noticed that on the PlayStation earlier. I was like, what is that football game? Football game. I also... No, we have been playing one game that we both love. Oh, Gubbins. Gubbins. Yeah, Gubbins is great. It's made by the people who uh, made Unpacking. Witch Beam. Yes. And you can get it on your phone. You get it for free. I've unlocked it. I paid like £10 and I unlocked absolutely everything. But you, for those of you who don't want to pay, you don't have to. I mean, you, but you get one free game per day. It's like a, it's a puzzle game, a letters puzzle game where you have to create as many words as possible and you get combos and there's bad gubbins and good gubbins that will help you or, uh, you know, hinder. punish you. Yeah, hinder you. So yeah, give it a go. It's, it's the best way to describe it is by just downloading it and playing it. Yeah, just give it a go. It's really fun. And as I said, it's free. You get one puzzle a day. So it's sort of become wordle a bit style. like the wordle for the day yeah. in that you have your daily puzzle. And you can kind of, and the words that you get, you can kind of, you can decorate your scorecard at the end of the day and everybody else gets the exact Which same I one. I didn't realise until I'd seen you do it because I had one round where I had gay, anal, pegging. Um, I had some great words and I had an amazing score. But then I didn't get to uh, make my little scorecard because I didn't realise I could do that. So. so next time you will. Next time I will definitely yeah. aim for the rudest words possible. But I only I only bought it like and paid for the to unlock everything so that I can do like the classic stuff. I mean I I don't necessarily I might not even play the classics, I might just stick to the daily. Um but I, I wanted to give them some money because I'm like, this is a really enjoyable game. Yeah, and it's good fun. It I thought it deserved getting money. But like I said, yeah, you don't have to. If you want to just play the daily one. You should play the daily one. Yeah, I'm quite happy doing that. Hmm. Yeah, you're right, Ty ass when it comes to pre-games. That is true. Right, Yamano. I've picked up the Warcrack again after not playing for almost three years, but mostly been playing the Warcraft Classic Season of Discovery. I'm not even level 10, have unlocked a single rune, and I made the brilliant idea of playing a hunter. So for Classic, it's, well, vanilla WoW with some cool runes for newer abilities. I love you, like granddad talking about phones. They runes that you have for your character. I'm just reading carefully. Um, it's also six in the morning. Um, but with that comes the limitations of classic with it. As a hunter, need to worry about ammo being down one bag because it's going to be filled. Um, I, I don't understand any of this. Well, go to the bit that you do understand. And uh, why did I decide to hate myself with a hunter? Because I've mained a hunter for the past 13 years. Adding that I finally got the 300 mount achievement in WoW. Congrats. Uh, and now I have a heavenly azure cloud serpent. Now for the next mount goal of 350. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Yamano. I, I don't know enough about WoW to understand the I details of what you've said here. I played about 10 minutes of it about 10 years ago and was like, oh, this graphics are ugly. <laughs> wow. So it, it felt old about 10 years ago when I last played it. Nice. Uh, Glinska Doodle. Following it being mentioned on a previous Swapping Joysticks, I looked up Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, the nostalgia itch needed scratching and I saw that Black Friday sale and coins meant I could get it for under £20. I'm so proud of you, Glenn. I'm so proud of you. What, for being tight? For, no, for buying oh. this game. So good. So, so good. Easily a top five game of all time for me. The combat is fluid. The world is lush and varied. 
The score is beautiful, and one of my favourite aspects of the game is the scanning. It makes you feel like you, as Samus, are an explorer, scientist, as well as a warrior, and gives you bite-sized pieces of information about the world, creatures who used to live here, and objectives of your antagonists. The backtracking aspect of being a 3D Metroidvania is handled brilliantly, with new paths opening up over time, and it not getting too repetitive. Though a fast travel option between save points unlocking at some point would have been a nice update. Mm. discovering hidden areas and power-ups by using newer abilities in areas you've already been through feels rewarding with the accompanying sound effect being up there with opening a chest in legend of zelda or winning a fight in final fantasy for me just amazing and i hope the rest of the prime series get remasters before four is released glenn i wholeheartedly agree with you i feel like that thank you for your contribution to this week's like podcast that game should be allowed in our top 10 if you want it really yeah yeah, I think it's our top 10. So it's, if it's a game that you love, then you get it in there. I know, it's just it's a remaster, so it feels like cheating. Oh, no. It's our, we get to decide. Mm. Right, Debs has given us a very lengthy entry here. Uh, I've been testing out a bunch Ed's of favorite. games. Oh. Thank you. I've been testing out a bunch of games through Game Pass. I recently started Remnant, which I kind of just installed on a whim to see what the game is about. It's a post-apocalyptic shooter which I didn't think would be my thing, but I'm having fun, and I think that is all that counts. It's been difficult for me to learn, and I have redone areas over and over and over again. Also, most areas change as to where enemies spawn, so there is always something to expect. It will probably take me forever to finish it too. Last night, I installed Hi-Fi Rush. Great game. And that has been super fun as well. However, I am bad at jumping, and I've also died multiple times on the jumpy bits. Battling to the beat of the music has been super fun. There was also SteamWorld Build, which you also played. Yes, oh, that's another game I played, but uh, yeah. One which Ben played on stream. Sim-type games will forever be one of my favourite type of games to play, and even more so if it has a build-your-world part to it. I love the dual aspect of this game, where you also have to travel to the mines and, and get slash build another area. Yeah. Definitely a game to lose many hours to without even knowing it. And finally, I went back to Super Mario World, aka Acid, on the Switch. Oh, uh, Wanda, I guess you mean. Um, and finished the third area of the game. Still super fun, very nostalgic, and it's just Mario, which is just always brings back fun memories of gaming as a kid. Brilliant. Uh, Dan Law says, Of course I've been continuing my BG3 journey. Got to the end of Act 2 with over 100 hours playtime. Congrats to you. Uh, I've been doing everything I possibly can and exploring every inch of the maps. With a recent update making the inventory management at camp so much better, and finally seeing progress in some party character stories, I'm enjoying my time with the game even more. Breaking up my BG3 time a little by trying some other games. I've played the first episode of Alan Wake Remastered, which is the first game. Uh, the vibe is definitely on point, but the controls are pretty clunky, and as Ed mentioned on a previous weapon joysticks, the dodge is really bad. I enjoyed it enough to probably go back to it, undecided if I'll play an episode every so often, or try to complete the remainder in one run. Picked up Sifu in the sales, an also fun but very frustrating game, hmm. uh, as it's interested me for quite some time. Played the intro and first area of this. Really enjoying the combat. Do you feel that at times I'm button mashing? I felt the same. Hmm. Uh, a little, so definitely need to work on getting better at it, especially as some enemies are really tough compared to others. Timings feel a little bit tedious at times. The aging mechanic is so unique and the art style is awesome. Also got Trapang 2 on the cheap. Liked the look of the trailer, and given that it wasn't even a full price game to begin with, it was quite the steal. Holding off on playing this yet, though. Well, let us know next week what mm. you think of Trapang 2. Harleen Does Stuff has been doing a lot of stuff this week. Um, I've been playing a newly released game called Gangs of Sherwood. Premise is that King Richard found Philosopher's Stones 
that then used to improve England to be sort of steampunky and technological, but still medieval. But the sheriff is a silly sausage and took over. So you play either co-op or solo as Robin, Marion, Friartuck or Little John. It's really fun gameplay experience, even when playing solo. It's for keyboard or controller, but it was defo made for controller. I played through the first arc and it was really fun. The gameplay for all characters feels really fast paced and easy to grab to. All four characters feel very unique, even though I am biased because Marion is serving so much CNT energy mm-hmm. uh, when she dodges and does a backflip, while the menly characters only do roly-polies. And they work really well solo, and I can see them in group. The story so far seems also fun. Uh, one thing I have to slightly nitpick is the accessibility. The only thing under their tab in settings is motion blur, and that to be for a game in 2023 release is just not enough accessibility. Agreed. But hopefully they will improve that as they just released. And then lastly, uh, Clasco says, I've been playing Splatoon 3. I recently went to a Splatoon 3 LAN tournament and it was cool to see so many people into the game. I'm glad you had fun. Awesome. Wow. Lots. Thank you so much to everybody for uh, submitting the games. That was a lot. Yeah, a lot this week. I'm glad we didn't get yeah, because we were like, do we add it to this podcast or do we do it next time? And I'm like, yeah, I think we'd have to have half the podcast <laughs> if we were adding those as well. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, we're, we'll talk about the games we've been playing next time. Um, we'll, play, we'll try and play something else. We are currently looking for nominations uh, for the Swapping Joysticks Awards because we've got two podcasts that are going to be out over Christmas and New Year. One will be our award show. Speaking of the Game Awards, the mm. proper award show, the, the Real Joystick Awards, that will be um, a podcast that we're going to put out with 10 awards. And yeah, so if you want to nominate some, we'll, we're will we going to look at your nominations. We're also going to look at our ones that we've maybe played and the ones that we want to talk about. We're going to pick three finalists for each category. And then we're going to debate it and choose which wins. Yes. Um, and then but we need your thoughts. Please. Yeah, because there might be games that we hadn't thought about as well. Um, also, by the way, just before I go on to the next one, Pikmin won best um, sim sim strategy, sim strategy yeah. game or something. Yes, yes it did. So it's very deserved. Very very deserved. Um, yeah, it came up on my Reddit. The Fire Emblem Reddit was like Pikmin won and Fire Emblem didn't, and all the comments were like, "Yeah, that's fair." Yeah. <laughs> Um, because yeah, anyway, but the other podcast we're going to do is the game of the year, which is where we discuss, we make a top 10 and then we order it and then obviously choose the game of the year. So that those will be two separate ones because if we put them together, it ends up being way too long. Yeah. Um, also one of the awards is going to be the, uh, the listeners, readers, viewers, uh, it'll be the audience, community, community choice, the community. There you go. The community choice. Which will be entirely voted by you. Yes. So, um, I, can't remember how we're doing that. Are uh, we doing a form or is it just voted elsewhere? I don't know yet. Okay, we will well, come. we'll let you know. But there will be a, a community choice game of the year. Yeah, maybe so, a top 10? Or should we just have a vote? We'll do a vote and then we'll see what's what's up there. Maybe a top five if there's if there's yeah. enough variety. Perfect. Uh, so yes, please do vote in that. Hmm. Very, very good. And yeah, thank you very much. If you want to uh, nominate for those, you can nominate on Twitter or Discord is probably the best way. Discord.gg slash BiggestBenus. Every day there will be a different uh, game up there to nominate or a different um, topic award to nominate for because some of them are not going to be necessarily games. Mm. Sexiest voice. By the way, I, I, I meant to type in sexiest character because I typed in sexiest voice and everyone was like, Ben Star, Ben Star. I was like, well, He's into character and sexiest. <laughs> Are they going for the voice? You've said it now, Ben. You've yeah. said it now. 
I, I think he might be nominated for that one. I think he might be, yes. So, um, if you want to go and watch more of us, I'm currently doing a playthrough of uh, Spider-Man. I got to a really interesting bit. Um, if you want to check that out, that's on my YouTube. As is my Baldur's Gate Be a Dick playthrough. We're currently going through the Underdark right now. Uh, if you know, you know. And that's going really, really well, especially just being a dick to people. I was a real dick to somebody. Well, obviously, because that's In my life. Be a Dick playthrough. In Baldur's Gate, one of them was like, you're a real pillock, you like said that to me. Nice. And then I was a dick to another person at another stage, and they were like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's interesting wow. seeing the different replies you get from those. But yeah, they're both on uh, YouTube, as is of obviously always our um, main podcast and inbox. Although I've just been calling it like bite-sized topic podcast at the moment. Like yeah. it's part of swapping joysticks. So go to youtube.com, go and check it out. If you're not more, if you're not really a watcher and you like just listening, go to swappingjoysticks.com again and you can get the links to Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Every single podcast that we do, Swapping Joysticks or the bite-sized one also gets the audio-only treatment on there. So you won't miss anything if you, well, you can go and listen to us wherever. Absolutely. We also got the Spotify wrapped for podcasters. Over 100 people subscribe to us on Spotify alone. Nice. Not including Apple and YouTube and stuff. So that's... I, I that's awesome. Was, yeah, really, thank really so much, stunned. So thank you. Yeah. Okay, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitter and on Twitch. Uh, and you can see my writing on Eurogamer. Excellent. You can find me, Biggest Menace, on YouTube, Twitch, and Biggest Menace 1 on the old Twitter, which I will only ever call it. Nice. Right, we're going to bed. Well, you can. It's I'm going to go and edit late. this and <laughs> upload it quickly. So, yeah, thank you very much for watching or listening or papping, whatever you're doing. Thank you very, very much. Don't do that. Ed's watching you. Ed's judging. So, yeah, thanks very much. And uh, we will see you next week for what I might be one of the last ones before our specials. Potentially. Potentially the last one. Okay. Well, we will need to work out. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.